And we're live. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? We're back with Fireside Freedom Podcast. And tonight it's me and I'm joined by Letty. So, hey, Letty, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Ken. How are you? Doing fantastic. Um, it's It's been an interesting last few days. We, uh, you know, just coming out of a dry spell and then all of a sudden, like, all the rain falls at one time. So, in our area has had quite a few inches of rain in the last couple of days been having flash floods and all of that so every time i drive somewhere i got to make sure I'm not going through one of those areas that has a flood or a wiped out bridge or something like that but um yeah how about how about you is uh anything interesting been happening recently with you well i would have taken the rain we were under a severe watch all day saturday for tornadoes and hail and all that other stuff but we just got a very light sprinkling throughout most of the day. However, it did stop us from going to the tractor pulls. So huh. little man was upset, but no, the most <laughs> interesting thing is uh, apparently I'm starting to have contractions. So wow. baby's wow. going to baby scheduled to be evicted in three weeks, but okay. awesome. maybe coming a little bit sooner. We will see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were talking a little bit before we jumped on live and uh, hopefully it doesn't come too much sooner. Cause what your husband's out of town. Yeah, he's got a he's got some type of work training or something next week, a couple hours away. So, <laughs> yeah, hopefully, you know, fingers yeah. crossed. But we've got our bags will. packed and ready to go. We've been pretty ready for the last week or so. But I did another look through of mine and little man's today to make sure we're we're on it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, oftentimes we start off by asking what what we've done in the last week or multiple weeks to further freedom in our life because we are the fireside freedom podcast. So got to talk about that. How, what about with you other than, you know, baby maybe coming sooner <laughs> than expected. What have, what have you been up to, to build that, uh, the freedom quotient in your life? I, well, I actually gained a new client over the weekend. Okay. Good um, <laughs> I'm uh, going to be doing some ongoing assisting on the back end of for customer service support for some webinars for a mutual friend gotcha. <laughs> who's in our community um, and had a good had a good go of it on Sunday and I'm looking forward to I I won't be doing anything next month because baby but <laughs> yeah that can be a challenge <laughs> yeah but after that I'm I'm looking forward to it and I've had a couple um a couple people reach out to me. It seemed like within the course of two or three days last week, I had a bunch of people reach out, hey, how can I hire you to do X, Y, or Z? So I've got a couple offers out there, estimates and quotes that I've given out to people and have another one that I'm going to be reaching out to tomorrow that was recommended to me. Awesome. So I was like, okay, well, <laughs> right before baby comes, everything decides to, <laughs> so everything's coming up Millhouse, I guess, you know, so we'll see yeah. how it goes. Yeah, well, it'll it'll turn out all right. Just uh, oh yeah, keep pushing forward, and uh, <laughs> things seem to uh, seem to turn out okay, even when it seems like you're overwhelmed. Last couple of weeks have been interesting for me. Um, Carrie Brown, who's in one of or actually multiple communities that we're in together, he came up and spent a couple of days with me here on my farm and helped me knock out a few projects, and then I ended up getting a cut on my hand, so. Uh -oh. it, started healing up for about two weeks and then I developed a staph infection. So for the last two weeks, I've been fighting a staph infection on my hand that just will not go away. Been on three rounds of antibiotics. So my, uh, 
freedom building in the last couple of weeks has been trying to get my hand healed up. I don't know if you can see Oh my it. goodness. Yeah, that looks great compared to what it did. My my arm was swollen all the way up to my elbow. So it was it was kind of rough, but Yeah, that's not good. Enough of that. No staph infections around here. Tonight we're, talking about, <laughs> we're talking about uh, habits that drive success. And I was hoping to get a bunch of people on here so we can get a lot of different perspectives, but I guess it'll be me and you. So that's that's two perspectives is enough, right? <laughs> it's better than one, right? Exactly. Two perspectives is better than one. So success is, I guess, subjective. Everybody has a different version or a different definition of success. What does success look like to you or what does it mean to you so that you can know what habits to build towards that? Well, I think for me, it's seeing the, seeing the results of whatever I'm doing. You know, if, if I start out and I, I'm not an overachiever, like I, I have a baseline goal. I don't like go for the, the, the mountains, but I'm also not like trying to stay in the valleys. I'm going to have to go get some cookies in a minute. So I'll make this quick. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll jump in on that one. <laughs> no, here, I'll, I'll finish up really quick. Okay, yeah, go ahead. But I, I think that it's when I see that I'm hitting at least the midpoint of where I want to be, to me, that's success because that means that I'm not failing at what I'm doing. And it means I can only go up from there. So if, I, if, I'm, if I'm here, I can get up a little bit higher and keep on climbing until I reach that pinnacle of whatever I want to be and wherever I want to go with it. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds a lot like what I would say, too. I, I've been listening uh, lately to an audio from, uh, I think it's Earl Nightingale, The Strangest Secret. He was a businessman back in like the early, mid-1900s and calls success, how, or how he defines it, is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So that's a lot of fancy words to say. If you have a goal and you're moving towards that, then you are realizing success or you're having success. So that would be how I would define success in whatever venture I am uh, setting out on. So if, if I say I'm right now, I'm in the middle of building my house and it's, it's not going anywhere. It's not moving forward very quickly at all. So I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm seeing success in building my house. I've done a little bit, but it's just slow going. So I don't know. Success is, I guess it depends on kind of the, the big picture or the, uh, the time frame too. So I don't have a date by which I need to be done with that. So it's a little iffy as to if I would call that success or not. But on, on that, uh, on that note, going back to the habits that drive the success or how you see success, do you have kind of a routine or like a, a seasonal routine, weekly, monthly, daily? How, what does that look like for you building those habits over time? Um, I'm very super OCD. So when it comes down to habits and routines, I thrive on it. Hold on. Little man, put that thing away or I'm going to come and take it. It's going in the garbage. Sorry. <laughs> Um, so, so for me, if I need, if I'm going to make it through the day, I'm going to, I'm going to go through those habits. I'm going to follow my routines in order to have a successful day. Um, is every day exactly the same? No, like 
there's contingencies out there. Like if, if I deviate, I don't freak out or anything, but um, it's definitely something that I, I can work at more. And I think mm-hmm. that that's a sign of me knowing that I know myself, you know, I, I can constantly be improving my routines and my habits. For example, I mean, I gave up pop or soda, whatever you guys want to call it. It's been almost oh, 20 okay. years. <laughs> yeah, they were parts of Florida that were like, "What kind of Coke do you want?" I was like, "I don't drink Coke." I said, "Oh, well, we have products here." And I was like, "Coke." <laughs> I'm like, "Why do you call it Coke then? That makes no sense." Um, but you know, for me, it was okay. Well, I'm gonna get away from the caffeine. Let me switch to juice. So I switched to to lemonade and apple juice, and then I got sick and tired. I was like, "Well, we're just gonna go straight to water." But you know, it was the okay. Make sure I've always got my cup or a bottle or something with me so that I have it. And to this day, that's my routine. I have four water bottles in my fridge that are always full and ice cold. As soon as one's empty, it gets filled with the Berkey and new one gets pulled out and I'm ready to go. So I, I take those habits and I can take, and I can put them into whatever I'm working on. And it was, so, <laughs> it's actually quite impressive when I, when I was working in the corporate world, because I came in and I was able to set these routines up and I got my legal department to follow most of them actually, mm-hmm. which if you guys know attorneys, attorneys aren't really known for having habits, like really good habits and routines to take care of everything. That's why they have paralegals. <laughs> I try to stay away from attorneys, so I don't know much about them. <laughs> but I mean, I was able to go in there and I started my own habits, which I then shared with the rest of the team when they saw the results I was getting. So when, once you get the routine and the, those habits, you can share them with other people too. And they may not take them exactly, but they took the parts of what worked for me that worked for them and made their own. Mm. So yeah. I think that's the best part. Oops, sorry. I was <laughs> checking over on Odyssey and it was uh, the audio was coming through on that. <laughs> um, for, for myself, I think one of the biggest things for me as far as habits go is having the consistent um, morning time. Like my whole day is predicated on my morning routine, which I don't have a, a ritual like I, like I think Brian goes through, but I, I have my routine where I, I like to get up at a certain time I'll make my coffee, do have my devotions, and and do my things that prepare me for the day. Um, the last couple of weeks dealing with the infection on my hand has really thrown me off because I haven't been able to sleep at night. And when you don't get much sleep, hard to wake up early. And so it's, it's just like thrown my whole days off. Nothing has been going right the last couple of weeks because I haven't got that, that habitual morning times that I – that just sets me for the day. Like if, even if I get up 30 minutes late, which it, for me, that's five o'clock, <laughs> even, even at 5 AM, you know, that's still pretty dang early. I think it still throws me off. Cause I feel like I'm behind because mm-hmm. I'm out of my, my habit, my routine. How do you, you said it's not a huge deal for you. Like if something doesn't quite go right or if you or if you miss something that is typically a habit but kind of on top of that how how does it go for you trying to implement a new habit or are you pretty well set at this point where you're at 
Oh, I'm definitely not well set, especially we're starting, we're trying to get little man into a new schedule, especially with the baby coming. So I know in three weeks, all of my routines and habits are just going to be completely thrown out the door and I'm going to have to come up with a new plan. But since, I mean, I was, I wrote out a typical day with averages, like estimates on time for what we do here so that when my husband and I are in the hospital, my mother-in-law can, can keep it going with little man. And it was, it's one of those things that I used to be very hard and strict. Like, okay, I need to be at the tr train station by 6.15. So I get up at 4.30. By 4.35, I'm in the bathroom taking my shower and brushing the teeth and all that. Back to the bed where I'd kind of just like relax and like actually do some meditations and stuff to get ready for my day. <laughs> and then 5.45 get up, get dressed. If I was going to eat something, eat, be out the door, like put, like leaving the parking lot from our apartment at 6.05 so I could be at the train station 10 minutes later. I mean, but I was also, I was taking public transportation to get to work. So I had to make sure that I, I had those set times and that worked then. And I tried to incorporate that when I went back to work after having little man. And let me tell you, <laughs> When you have a baby who is not sleeping through the night and you need to be up <laughs> at 4.30 in the morning to be like, so you're actually waking up to get to the train, you you got to come up with a new schedule. So I was lucky we would stay at my parents' house the night before I would work because my parents would watch my son. I was like, well, move the shower to the night before and then I can sleep in a little bit more. But again, it was still got to get up by this time, move the baby to my parents' room so my mother can wake up with him and make sure that my dad's got the car ready to go so I can get out the door. That was really difficult for me to adjust into at first, but I needed the money. So I made it work. And my husband likes to tell me that I'm the type of person who, if we're, if I'm creating a new habit or a new routine, I can go from zero to 60 in no time at all. Gotcha. Whereas for most people, He's, he's like, most people, their brains aren't wired like yours, where they need to take steps. So they have to go from zero to 10 to 15 to 20, maybe to 30 until they get to 60. So it's not overnight for, and sometimes I forget that, especially mm -hmm. when I'm trying to help him create a new routine or a habit. And that can be frustrating working with somebody who just can't seem to change or can't seem to to get into that it's like it, it's easy just do it yeah <laughs> it's not always I, I i think for me one of the things with implementing a new habit is um they call it habit stacking mm -hmm. um, so kind of you have your typical routine and if you're trying to implement something new in that if you can put it like say um say i want to start reading more and like in some of my personal development books, a good time to do that will be to put that in my morning time. Mm -hmm. And then I could just stack that on top of, you know, I, I get up, do my coffee, do my devotional, and then go straight into the, yep. uh, the reading the personal development books or whatever that would be just because it, it flows easier rather than trying to say, do that at 1030 when I'm at work and it just, the things don't flow. So there is a process that you can go through or a time to, to implement a new habit that makes it a lot easier, I find. 
Um, but for some people, those things don't always make sense. It's like, well, I'll just do this at whatever random time, or I'll do it today, and then they never find time in the day because they haven't actually set the time for it. And well, and I, that, go ahead. So I think part of that too is people are like, hey, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this new routine. And I'm going to do this. And it doesn't work on that first day. So then they're like, well, I have to try something new tomorrow. They don't give it the time to, to, to see if it's going to work. Because maybe there was a reason it didn't work that first day, you know. Mm-hmm. And like my, I love my husband to death. But he's one of those people where if he starts something new and it doesn't work right away, he's immediately like researching and trying to figure out, how can I make this work better? I'm going to try something new tomorrow or the next day. I'm like, oh. Give it a week. <laughs> Let's At see least. if this works. If it doesn't, then move. We'll we'll try something else. You know, mm-hmm. and I I think that's where a lot of people get hung up because they see that they're not even successful in one day of trying to create this new habit and start this new routine, and they wonder, well, if that doesn't work, if I can't even do it one day, how could I do it for a month or a year or whatever? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think what the, the conventional wisdom says it's like 30 days to a new habit or something. Somewhere I've, heard, there. I've heard other people say that that's a bunch of hogwash, but I mean, that's, that's been, a, I've heard that for a lot of times and I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. You have to stick with it for mm-hmm. a little while. You can't just try it once and be like, Oh, I messed up. That's the end. No, it's, yeah. it's not going to work. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, decent, reliable sleep schedule. You can make yourself work physically on a little bit of sleep, mm-hmm. but not intellectually. And that's oh, yeah. true. That uh, takes me back to my high school days. In my 12th grade, I, I think I was in 12th grade. I was kind of lazy my last year of school. I was doing a, uh, I was at a church school, so it's kind of a work at your own pace. And I was not, uh, my pace was very slow. <laughs> and so dad said, well, if you're not going to do schoolwork, you're going to go to work work. <laughs> And so the following year, I was trying to do work and the schoolwork. So I was holding a job. And then we got a, a second job doing, we were building houses and then trim, doing uh, interior trim in the houses. And then I was going home and trying to do the schoolwork. So I know all about the trying to do the physical and intellectual yep. work and not getting to sleep. That did not work well. So I never finished. <laughs> um, Freedom Media also said, I make myself set a timer to work mm-hmm. on important tasks daily. After a while, you build inertia along with the skill. That's that. If you have that capability, that can be a good thing to do. It's a little harder to do out on the job site sometimes when you're setting tile or building a deck or something like that. But that's good for that housework. Point, how's that? That's good for housework, especially when you're doing chores. And I've counseled a lot of friends who are trying to figure out why their like housekeeping routines suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, do you wipe down your kitchen counters every day? Do you wipe down like the, the sink in your bathroom every day? It was like, you don't have to do the whole kitchen, the whole bathroom. Like, well, no, I just do it when it gets dirty. And I said, well, but if you do these little things every day, it adds up, you know, I said, take a timer, set it for 15 minutes and just go into one room and at the end of the 15 minutes, whatever you got done, you got done Yeah. and call it a success because the room is better than it was before. And some of them are like, that's kind of stupid. But then they try that. Other. <laughs> like, well, that actually works. You know, I was, I knew I only had 15 minutes. So I pushed myself to get more done versus mm-hmm. if I just said, okay, well today's 
well, this Saturday, we're just going to focus on cleaning out the, the kitchen or whatever. We're like, And we just kind of took forever all day. And I said, if you give yourself a little bit of time, you're going to get more done versus giving yourself hours and days to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because a, a task will take up all the time you give to it. So mm -hmm. if it's like today is clean the kitchen day, the kitchen is going to take all day to clean it. Absolutely. <laughs> but if you have 15 minutes, it, it's kind of like, like you were saying, if you break it down into little, little bites like that, it gets done a lot quicker than you'd think. Um, when you, when you look at the whole, just say cleaning the kitchen, cause that's what we're talking about. It's like, Oh no, that's going to take two hours to do that. I only have 20 minutes. So I'm going to sit here and scroll Instagram because I can't clean the kitchen in, in that 20 minutes. <laughs> you can, you can get your cat. I'm going to tell you right now, I can have a sink full of dishes from the entire day because for some reason I didn't do dishes all day and I can have that whole sink washed and hung up to dry. And then me go sit down and put my feet up within 12 minutes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and no, I don't have a dishwasher. My hands are my dishwasher. <laughs> right. So it, a... It's not putting it and organizing it in the, in the machine, you guys. Yeah. I, I tell my wife that I do have a dishwasher. She's my dishwasher. <laughs> I do help her occasionally. Not as often as I should, but uh yeah, I'm doing as many dishes as I can now because I know a couple of weeks <laughs> I told my husband, I said, I'm going to do the dishes every single day for everything until the baby gets here. And then it's on you until I'm able to actually like really walk around. <laughs> and he's just like, okay. <laughs> is what it is. Yeah. Um, going back to the, the seasonal thing. Um, I know our, here in our house, our routine kind of changes quite a bit depending on the time of year. For one thing, just because in the summertime we have like 16 hours of daylight and in the wintertime we have about 10 hours of daylight. So it, it really makes a difference as to what that day stacks up like. Like we're getting daylight at, it's starting to get light at five right now. Mm -hmm. And it's the dark is getting earlier, but it's been 830 ish when it's dark. So, you know, your day changes like crazy. Your habits kind of have to adjust with that. Yep. Is, is that, I mean, I guess I'm, I can't remember if y'all live on a farm or not, but I know no. having a farm it takes a lot of extra work. So you can go out and weed the garden early and late and do all the things. How does, how does you not living on a farm or a homestead, how does your schedule and habits adjust seasonally? Well, winters are nice because it gets dark earlier. So little man sees it getting dark and thinks it's bedtime. Nice. <laughs> he, can't, he can't tell time yet. Blackout so. shades. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got the blackout shades, but still even now he'll look outside and he's like, but the sun is still up, mama. Like, <laughs> like, it's it's eight o'clock. It's nine thirty. It's time like way past your bedtime, you know, because it doesn't get dark up here till about ten o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. um, so so the darkness in the winter time definitely helps. We didn't, as for like especially adding on outdoor tasks, it hasn't really affected us that much this year because we didn't take on a lot of projects outside, just because I knew that I was going to be super pregnant in the summer and there's no way I was going to be going outside when it was super hot and humid. And I was going to, I knew I'd be uncomfortable. So we just mm -hmm. did. I buried garlic last fall and I'm going to go out later this week and actually pull it out. Cause I need to get that done before I have this kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, well, it was, time after that, <laughs> 
it was, um, we just bought this house last year. So my husband had to figure out, okay, well, what's the, the routine going to be for taking care of the yard? And we're pretty lucky we can go every two weeks without cutting the grass out front and everything. So we know, okay, well, this weekend was a lawn mowing weekend. Okay, next weekend we can do stuff inside the house. The following weekend we're going to be outside. And it that makes it easier so that we know when we're planning our projects. We did a weekend inside painting. The next weekend we were outside. Weekend inside mm -hmm. painting another room. Weekend outside. Next year, I don't know what it's going to look like because we have bigger plans for our garden. And I, I know that that's going to change a lot of things with how we've been, how at least how this summer went. Yeah, especially you'll have a new little one yeah. on, on your hip and that, that'll make it interesting for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Freedom Media said with mm -hmm. writing and spreadsheets, take an hour a day, break it into two 30-minute blocks. Mm -hmm. Um, she can write a thousand words a day or yep. 25,000 words a month, a novel. And if like, if you want to try the writing thing, what, what helped me was I've done NaNoWriMo three years in a row now. Mm. And the first month it took me 28 days to hit my 50,000 words. The second year it took me about 20 days to hit my 50,000 words. Wow. The past year I was able to hit 50,000 words in 10 days and nothing changed. I mean, I actually cut back on the amount of time each day I was writing each year. Hmm. So for me, I was like, well, I was like, little man's not taking three hour naps anymore. So I can't dedicate three hours a day to being able to sit in front of the computer and write. Yeah. But this past year, we don't nap anymore. So it was just trying to find the best time. My husband would entertain him in the mornings and I'd grab the computer and go and type away. The story just flowed. So I, I was lucky with that, but it was, it also showed me again, if I only give myself this amount of time, look how much I can do. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to, I'm not fighting with anybody. I'm not fighting. I'm not, I'm, I'm fighting the clock to get it done. But as soon as that hour timer went up, I was like, put it away. I'll go back to it tomorrow. On that NaNoWriMo thing, I'm, I'm amazed that, that you people that can do that because I don't think I have that many words in there that want to come out. <laughs> uh, my, my wife I, is the wordy one in our household. <laughs> I didn't think I would either, but they've just kind of written themselves, which was nice. Um, the one from last year, I'm go currently going through an editing to self-publish before the end of this year. But um, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's fun. And I was like, am I going to do it this year? I don't even know what I'd write about. But last year I went into it not knowing what my story was going to be. And it took 10 days to write. So, mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> hey, there's a story down in there if you just start writing, I guess. Yep. Everybody's got something to say. And it doesn't even have to be a full, like, there are rebel writers out there who they'll do like five or 10, 5,000 word articles or something like that. You know, it's not, you don't have to write a full novel. Mm -hmm. The goal is to get at least those 50,000 words written in the month. Yeah. Because again, it, that creates the habit. If you're doing it every day, you're more likely to continue after the month because, you know, it's 28 or 30 days to create a habit. <laughs> so if you, if you do the month, then you're going to, you'll be able to continue it on. Mm -hmm. well, what would be um, some of the habits that you do consistently that contribute the most to uh, the continued success 
that you see in life, like your lifestyle, your, your work, your, all the things. You know, I have to go back to what you said. It all starts with your mornings. You know, I, I'm not a morning person, but over the course of six years, having to get up at 4.30 to be at work on time, I still get up at 4.30 every day. Do I get out of bed at 4.30 every day? No. <laughs> but I get up, I wake up at 4.30 and some days I'm just, especially late, I'm just so exhausted I roll back over. But by 6.45, I'm wide awake every single day. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those that I used to be the person who I'd wake up I'd have the phone in front of me, be checking the email, checking all the various news sites to see what was going on. And I realized, well, that's that's a miserable way to start your day. Like, And you start off on a bad note. Exactly. So now it's I sit there, I enjoy some cuddle time with little man. And then we come out here to the living room and I get him settled watching some random show on PBS, whatever he feels like for that day. I'm like, I'm starting breakfast. Because it's like, I, I need to get him fed <laughs> and I need to feed myself. So let's get breakfast going. And then breakfast is over. Then he gets to do some quiet playtime while I'm cleaning up in the kitchen. And, you know, it, we, we've got that routine down now. And it, it helps because you also know what's coming next versus when you don't have that routine down. It's, oh, well, I'm awake now. So. I could go get some breakfast or, or I could go sit and read. And and then you're, you're wasting more time just trying, just making those decisions as to what to do. Mm. And 45 minutes later, you're probably still in bed. <laughs> like, cause you're Didn't trying to figure that. out what to do with your days. But whereas if you, if you get that routine going, you know, okay, well let's get up. Hey, I can have, I can be up, get dressed, breakfast made, cleaned up and everything and done in 35 minutes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, okay, well, that means I can get to the store earlier if you want to do your grocery shopping, because here's a hint guys. If you get to the grocery store between like seven and eight in the morning, that is the best time to go because there's nobody there except for a couple old folks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you can't go during the week, first thing on a Saturday morning, like get there before nine. Cause that's when people are starting to wake up and do their shopping. But the earlier you get in, the faster you're out. <laughs> yeah. And then you get the, you get the whole day ahead of you too. Like once you knock out those couple important things, good job. Your cookies are ready. Go get one. Um, once everything's done and ready like that, you have the whole day ahead of you. So do whatever project you have at home. Or if there's some type of special event going on that you were thinking about treating yourself to, then you could still do it instead of just kind of lounging around, taking forever and then saying, Oh, well, it's like two in the afternoon. I didn't get my grocery shopping done and the store's going to be packed. And now I don't oh, know. <laughs> if I go now, I'm not going to be able to get to go to the tractor pull or whatever, you know, and it, you're going to, you're setting yourself up for disappointment mm -hmm. and there's no success in disappointment. Yeah. Yep. I, I think for, for me, um, when I think about habits, we, most people tend to want to go to physical habits that you actually do. Um, and I have to think of seven habits of highly effective people. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Most people have probably heard of that book. It's been around for a little while. I got that and, on my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got one somewhere around here. Um, some of the things for me, aside from the waking up early, 
Uh, one thing that he talks about is his habit number five is seek first to understand, then to be understood. And for myself, like in my construction business and in the coaching that I do, I have to listen to understand the other person, to actually hear what they're saying. And that not only, you know, drives the success in my business because then I can meet the need of the client, whether that is them telling me what kind of deck they want to build, or we're talking about, you know, them helping them implement the new habit routine or, or whatever those mm -hmm. things are. I've got to know what they're saying. And so often, I know you've been in conversations probably too with people that they're only listening for that break so they can talk because like they've got all those words that are wanting to come out and they're not listening to understand. They're just listening to, to, to answer, so they can talk, to hear a break. <laughs> so I had never heard, I've noticed that for years, but I'd never heard the listen to understand. Don't listen to answer. I never heard anybody put that into words until about three years ago, I actually did a weekend immersion, like emotional IQ, emotional intelligence, like just hardcore course over the course of two and a half days. And for me, that was like, that was so eye opening because I realized that's why I get frustrated with people because I sit there and I'm listening, I'm taking things in. And one thing I do know that I am guilty of and I've been working on is I assume when pe I don't ask people when they're talking to me, what do you want from me? Do you want me to listen or are you looking for, do you want an answer? Are you looking for suggestions or do you just need someone to sit here so you can blabber on about whatever is, is affecting you? Um, <laughs> and most people, they don't do that either. You know, they just, they get into a conversation and if they hear you bitching and moaning about something, they automatically assume you're looking for an answer from them. Like, Oh, well, this is how I would have handled that situation. And again, I'm, I'm guilty of it. <laughs> yeah. But I sure know, <laughs> but I know it's, it's something that I need to work on. Um, but for, for me, the learning more about emotional intelligence and, my strengths and weaknesses in that and how I can work with other people who have different strengths and weaknesses. It definitely, it changes the way that I approach conversations and it, it also changed the way that I approach some of my, my habits and routines because I realized that some of those habits and routines are more of a self care thing versus actually something to help me move along farther in life yeah, and what I'm gotcha. working on. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you've got to have those self-care things in there too, for sure. Cause if you don't, I mean, you, you can only hold yourself together with duct tape and chewing gum for so long. And, uh, <laughs> you've got to, you've got to have that time to, to get the, get the sleep, get the rest mm -hmm. and, and, uh, build those relationships. Cause I mean, mm -hmm. that's, Really, that's what I, th I think that's what life is all about is if you don't have good, strong relationships and, you know, a little bit of enjoyment in life, you know, at least at least a little bit. Sometimes it's hard to find. <laughs> but if you don't enjoy life, then, yeah, things are it, it's not fun to live. That's for sure. No. But I mean, we all go through times where 
where you don't enjoy all aspects of it for sure. Um, I think another thing for me is being more purposeful. I know, okay, so I take Wednesdays as my content creation day, doing podcasts, blogs, things like that. And on days where I kind of have a wide open schedule and all I got to do is record the podcast that day, it takes me the whole freaking day to record the podcast. I'll get to two o'clock. I'm like, I've got to get this done. <laughs> but on, on the days where I have a coaching call or maybe an interview that I'm doing as well on that day or a webinar or something that I'm on, I go ahead and I knock the podcast out. I get that done. And that's because I'm purposeful with it. I know what I've got to do. I've set my mm -hmm. schedule, my agenda, and I actually follow through with it. I don't know what, how is that for you? Like, do you, do you work better when you have a set, a set definite purpose or, or how does, are you able, are you one of those people who can just roll with it and, and get lots of shit done anyway? Um, being a mother, I've learned how to roll with it, but I'm not comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> For me, I need to be more intentional and more purposeful to get stuff done. Um, and like my husband, he can just roll with it. He's just like, okay, we're going to do this today. Let, let's do this. And I was like, uh, but, <laughs> but this, like, he'll be, he'll come out and he'll be like, okay, well, well, maybe we'll do this later. I was like, oh, well, I was, I was thinking we could get out of the house by 8 30 so we can get our grocery shopping done then we can hit up these stores and get all this done and he'll just look at me like <laughs> okay that's a little bit much <laughs> but then we have the rest of the day to do whatever we want you know mm -hmm. um <laughs> but yeah when it especially with with the blog and everything i know with, with mine i have not been as purposeful and intentional as i have wanted to be and that's because i have not been as good as i should be with creating my schedule. <laughs> so, I mean, I have still haven't done this week's blog post. So I think I'm going to do it tomorrow, but I'm also looking at whatever my next post is going to be, is going to be more of a focus on, you're not going to be seeing much from me for the next like month or so. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. so it's, it's just kind of that thing for me. Um, but yeah, it, and it, it's one of those things too, that you need to get your heart into it. If, if it's something that I'm not really sold on or a hundred percent on, it's harder for me to be purposeful and intentional about whatever it is. So for, for me, those types of things, I have to be, be super focused on like, this needs to get done. <laughs> I'm putting it on the calendar and I'm telling like, that's why I love the, my three things from the LFTN community. Right this needs to get done. So I am putting it out there so that this group of people can hold me accountable and I can come back later and just mark done, done. Well, this didn't get quite finished, but this is where I got to and what I'm going to do tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, another thing for me, and this isn't as much of a scheduled habit. It's more of a, uh, because I mean, I guess a habit is really something that you, consistently do but this is something that i have to have a certain amount of or i go crazy and that is that's learning I, i've got to have the mental stimulation mm -hmm. um my wife and i will watch movies evenings sometimes and i can only take so much of that and i'm like 
this is useless drivel. It's entertaining, but it's, it's useless. I need something to actually stimulate my mind to get me thinking. Or if we're on a road trip and just listening to music, I'm like, no, no, you listen to your music. I'm going to put my earbuds in. I'll listen to a podcast or something. Like, I've got to have something for my mind to think about. And maybe that's not a good thing. I, I don't know. But that's, it's not a consistent habit that I do every single day, but I've got to have, I, I probably have to have several hours of it a week at least, or, or I'll start to lose my mind. Like I just, I just start to go crazy if I don't get that time in. Um, I, and- I, I completely understand that. So for me, <laughs> I actually go through phases where, this year I've been in a big reading kick. I think I've read like 30 something books already this wow. year. I have to check my good reads. <laughs> and that doesn't and that doesn't even count like the small side stories that I find on like different web- websites that have like authors that I like to read. So mm-hmm. Now, do you do you read all the books or do you listen to them? I read because <laughs> I get so annoyed when I look at an audiobook and see, oh, the narration is 13 hours and like and I look at the number of pages in the book. I go, okay, I can read this book in two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. So I could read six books in the time it takes me to listen to it. Um, and for me, when I, no matter what, what I'm reading, like I've been on a really big fiction, a, a big fiction run this year. And when I read, like I actually see everything happening in my head as I'm reading it. Gotcha. So <laughs> it, it's definitely an, an intriguing and interesting way that I read. And I and I'm a speed reader and I can maintain everything that I've read too. So it's it's not like I read through this book, put it away, and I forget everything. I can tell you mm-hmm. good job, big guy. I can tell you who the characters were, how they interacted, how they were connected, and all the even like these minor plot points that most people miss. <laughs> um but so I've, I've been on that kick, but now I'm just kind of sitting here like, oh, I'm getting sick and tired of this. So I've noticed that I've been on my Kindle and I have this, this app and it, I don't know what it's called, <laughs> but it, it like tells you on the left side, like one, three, five, seven. And then from the, on the top, like different numbers going down each column and row. And you got to fill in the certain, like got to do like five blocks here, six blocks here, whatever. And it makes a picture. Okay. I've been getting into that again. And then I told my husband, I said, next time we go to the store, I want to get one of those, those puzzle books where it's got little man. Mama is busy talking. I cannot have you yelling like that where it has crossword puzzles and logic puzzles and everything, because Mm -hmm. it's kind of how I go. I'll do read the books and then that'll be a couple months, a month or a couple months. Then I go into the the more puzzly things, and then I go into knitting or crocheting. So it, my, and I don't even know like what the triggers are that set me off to we're gonna go to this now, you know. So that's something I've been trying to figure out for years. <laughs> but again, it it when I notice that I'm sick and tired of reading, I'm like, okay, well, we're gonna just find something new, and I'll and I'll try a couple different things out until. I can get on the kick of doing it, you know, just because the reading isn't going to work. But I do need to get into reading more nonfiction. I have not done very well with that this year. That's mostly what I read. I read very little fiction. The, the last novel I read, I think, was uh, Atlas Shrugged. 
and it was long enough ago that I'm starting to read it again. <laughs> so I just picked it up the other night. I'm like, I'm going to read something that's, you know, not personal growth. I'm, I'm going to read something fiction. And I was looking around. I have like two books in, in my house. And so <laughs> I guess I'm reading Atlas Shrugged again. <laughs> we have to get Ken some random fiction books to, right? <laughs> to change up his reading a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I think that's probably one reason I don't read as much as I used to and is because I read pretty well strictly nonfiction. And so I can only read about a chapter at a time. Sometimes mm -hmm. not even that much. It's like nine yeah. o'clock at night, I sit down to read and it's so mentally stimulating that I'm already tired and then I'm just falling asleep reading it. So I only last about 15 minutes reading the book. Especially uh, some of those can be so dense too. And yeah. you're sitting there and I know I've, I actually have, if I'm on my Goodreads and I look and it says that I'm actively reading like four or five different books. And I was trying to figure, I'm like, why have I not finished these? And I go, because they're not mentally stimulating enough because it's just so dry. So I was mm -hmm. like, I'm going to force myself to finish some of these <laughs> just, just, just so I can say that I've done them and to get them off of there. But yeah. also to, to challenge my brain in a different way, you know? Yeah, so it's not just me who who always has like four or five books halfway done. <laughs> no, no. Uh, um, some of the, some of the things that we've talked about have been uh, the seven habits that Covey wrote in the book. I, I want to read through them. Um, habit number one, he has be proactive, which we talked about purpose, and that also falls into habit number two, begin with the end in mind. Um, his habit three is put first things first. I think I struggle with that one sometimes is mm -hmm. actually doing the important things first because they're often the big frog and I don't want to eat the frog. <laughs> How does that go for you? Um, I mean, do Those you, frogs do you can be intimidating. <laughs> they can be. It's uh, frustrating and overwhelming sometimes because it seems so huge. Don't want to go do it. So I used to hate doing that type of thing um, because a lot of times that, that first step, it's it's usually something new or it's going to be really, really hard or whatever, you know. But I had a chat with somebody once back when I first started advising the sorority and we were talking about some struggles that I was having with advising these college girls. And she said, well, you know, you have to let them fail because the only way that you learn is through adversity and by dealing with, with the difficult stuff. And I was like, huh, that makes sense. Like, how can I apply that to my own life? And then I realized, Oh, I have to stop putting stuff off because <laughs> I don't want to do it. Yeah. Uh, but like, I also look at it too. Like we're graduates of financial peace university with Dave Ramsey. So the snowball, you know, you, you start and you take those wins and the wins. And as you keep going step by step, it snowballs and gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you get more momentum mm -hmm. so that you can actually get it done. Yeah. And along the, the way too, you know, it's not just, I'm going to start this project and go all the way till I'm done. No, I'm going to have a couple set points in there, especially if it's something that's harder to sit and focus on or just a more difficult project in general. And as I hit these milestones, I'm going to reward myself in some way, shape or form. Because if I, I know if I don't, it's never going to get done. <laughs> never. 
Yeah. Yeah. You have to, um, got to have that reward in there or, I mean, what's, what's, there's often a financial reward at the end of it. Like for me anyway, like, cause I've got to get the job done so I can get paid for it, but it's still, it's, it just doesn't seem quite right. I've got to have a, uh, I, I don't know, the, is it the dopamine hit from yep. actually accomplishing something and then get the reward from that. And then, then it's like, okay, this feels good. This is good. Rather than doing the whole project it taking multiple weeks and you don't have any seeming reward from that. So it is good to, to build some kind of a reward system in, but it can be hard to do at times too. Yeah. And I know, so NaNoWriMo is a good example of that because you're keeping track of your words. Mm-hmm. And if you actually go through like register on the NaNoWriMo website, one moment, please. I'll be there in a minute. If you actually register the website, as you hit different word counts, you earn these special little badges on your profile on there. It's gotcha. like I hit 10,000 words or I hit 5,000 words, whatever they are, you know, and it, it's those little wins to show you that you're accomplishing something. But then part of me goes, is this just a participation trophy? If I'm <laughs> acknowledging the fact that I've done this versus doing the whole thing. So for me, I, I battle back and forth with what what's an appropriate again I use the word milestone to celebrate versus just going from A to Z and getting it all done. Yeah. Well, I think part of that too is the the attention span that we, you know, it's it's gotten shorter and shorter and Instagram reels and TikTok videos have not helped with that. <laughs> I think what it, what is an attention span now like less than 7 seconds? That you have to you have to grab somebody. I, it's really short and it's really yeah. scary because especially when you notice that you are falling into that trap of a very short attention span. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's so I'm not a super big YouTube user. Hey, Carrie. <laughs> hey, Carrie. What's happening? Sorry, I'm late. Oh, you're good. <laughs> um. Like YouTube now has, YouTube's got the shorts now. And like, I looked at one of them and I, all I knew as soon as I looked at it, I said, I cannot watch these because I will just get hooked because it's instant gratification. You get one little one, then a quick one. And you're like, I'm just going to watch one, one moment. I'm going to watch one quick little short and then I'll be done. But then 45 minutes later, you're still watching them, you know? So I said Mm -hmm. that I said, no, I am not getting involved in this. I am staying away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Carrie, we're talking about habits that drive success tonight. Um, one of the things that we started out off with is how do you like, what, what are some habits that you focus on or see, do go through every day that drive the success that you want to see in your personal life? Cool. All right. Can you guys hear me? Okay. First of all, I'm driving back from class. Yeah, we can we can hear you fairly well. Okay. Um, driving towards success. So I'm really big on getting myself out of my comfort zone. And an example of that is uh, I, I joined a jiu-jitsu gym about, I don't know, it's been about three, three and a half months now. Um, so basically, as soon as I start to detect that anything in my life is becoming stagnant or routine, I go do something kind of, for me, off the wall. And it kind of livens things up, you know. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, Letty and I were just talking too about uh, kind of the the reward or the dopamine thing, where uh, like if you're setting out in into a project and it just especially if it's a long, extensive project, the, the reward seems so far away. And with our um, short attention spans these days, it, you have to have that built-in reward. So it's, it's interesting that, that you brought that out too. What about like, a, uh, we talked a little about seasonal routines or seasonal habits, monthly, weekly, daily habits. Does that kind of shift for you over time or, or, like with the seasons or how, how is that for you? Yeah, it definitely shifts. I mean, as, as you all know, on homestead, you know, there, there are duties that are more pertinent depending upon the kind of weather we're having sort of thing. And sometimes you've got more animals or fewer animals. Um, but I do try to maintain a, a certain amount of routine just for the sake of, uh, staying on task and not getting too scattered. I can be guilty of trying to do too many things at once. So if it's uh, like what something I was, I was telling Mike the other day was when I was, when I was on the ambulance, everything was really regimented. The, the schedule was, you know, my, my sleep schedule, always, always playing catch up and that sort of thing. So one thing I have allowed myself these days for the most part is I wake up when I want to, um, which I'm, you know, I'm able to do without, you know, too much, too much difficulty. I mean, I, I don't sleep till 10 a.m. I mean, I'm getting my day started <laughs> by seven, but it's like I don't have an alarm waking me up, except for rare circumstances. Right. Yeah, that that uh, we don't all have, or it would be nice to to for all of us to be able to do that or to do that. I don't allow myself to do that. I probably should more often, but then, because it does show in in how I feel throughout the day that I don't get enough sleep. So it, I really like that. It's something that I could implement myself. Um, the last question that I had here is, what advice would you give to someone who wants to get started creating the strong habits to, to build more success into their life. And Letty, do you want to jump in on that one to start with? <laughs> oh God, there's so much I could say for this one. <laughs> um, I, I think number one, little man, please stop stopping. I think the, the number one thing is just do it. It It's going to be hard. It's going to be scary. You're going to hate it. It's not going to work the first day. It's not going to work the second day. But you can't give up. You, mm -hmm. you need to. You need to give it. I. My husband gave up caffeine earlier this year, and he was all concerned about it. I said, "We're just going to go two weeks." I said, "You're going to do two weeks without caffeine, and we'll see how you're doing." And it was tough, but I kept. I was like, "You can do it. You can do it. You can do it." So number one, do it. To give yourself a week or two to try out that new habit or routine because it's not going to fit into your schedule exactly the way that you think it's going to. You may say, oh, I'm going to do this right before bed, but whatever you want to do actually could be better done in the morning or in the middle of the day. I don't know. Everyone's schedules and lives are different. Um, and share what you're doing because there's nothing better than saying, hey, I'm going to start doing this and putting it out there for people to see and them 
cheering you on when you say, I've done this for five days. I've done it for 21 days or this is month three and I'm still going strong. And if you have a bad day, again, share it with the group. Mm-hmm. Share it with whoever it is that you told you were going to do this because you're not going to get negative. You're not going to get negative support. You're going to get the positive support saying, Hey, you know what? You had a bad day. I started a keto and carnivore support group over on telegram because people were like, Oh, I'm having a hard time. I said, but well, let's support each other. And it's, uh, well, I had a bad day today. Okay. Well, what, what worked with what you did today? Right. Let's keep it going on. And you talk through when you know that you've got something coming up, that's not going to necessarily help with your keto or carnivore friendly lifestyle. Well, listen to the, let's talk to the group and the group can help you figure out ways to get around it so that you are continuing that healthy, healthier way of eating and healthier way of life. So get, get people to be your cheerleaders, guys. Accountability goes a long way. Get an accountability buddy. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Carrie, how about you? Yeah, I'll second the accountability thing. Um, I'm I'm in a group, a Telegram group that's dedicated to weight training and jujitsu, and so we do check-ins after every workout or every class. And you know, if I've you know maybe missed three or four days in a row for whatever reason, whether it was a legit excuse or it was just a I don't want to excuse, you know, I'll get a ping from one of the guys in that group that's been like, "Everything okay?" <laughs> what you've been up to kind of thing. Um, and I'll also second uh, telling people what you're up to. When I decided to quit drinking, I pretty much told everybody not to, uh, you know, try to be like I was on my high horse or anything because once I told enough people, I knew I would have too much pride uh, and I wasn't going to lie about it that if I fell off the wagon, I was just mm-hmm. like, once, like once, once decision has been made with me, that's, that's it. And, uh, and everybody who's close to me knows that and understands that. So when I came out with a very forthright statement, they were like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. That's big news. So um, I think those are tried and true and solid. And I'll also um, say that I, because I'm also so dang independent and bullheaded about things, there are times that I am like, I don't need to justify to anybody why I'm doing anything, you know, and I'll, <laughs> and I'll almost wreck myself with my own stubbornness. But mm-hmm. overall, 85% of the time, the accountability uh, really works. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think another thing that helps, like when, when you're trying to implement habits, is having a why or a purpose behind it. Knowing, I mean, I'm not going to just wake up at three o'clock in the morning just for the heck of it. (laughs) Unless I have a purpose, if I'm building in, like if that's the only time of the day that I have where I could go work out or whatever thing is that I want to do, then I can build that habit in because I have a purpose there. Mm -hmm. Um, Covey's habit number two, beginning with the end in mind, I'm knowing why I'm doing something. So there's a reason to put that habit in. And if, if you don't have a reason, if it's just because, then the first first time something comes up to give you a little bit of resistance, you're just going to fall off the wagon. You're not going to go through with it because 
why? Like, I don't have a reason to, to not go watch them, watch movies all evening or, or whatever that thing is. I, but if you want to, if you're building a side hustle or a business or whatever that is, you have a reason to, to go do that thing at that time. And it just, it keeps, that's also something that keeps you accountable. Um, I don't know. Any other thoughts? That's, that's all I have. We're right at the hour mark. Any other thoughts before we wrap it up for the night? I'd love for you to have been, been in with us the whole, the whole evening, Carrie, but I appreciate you joining us late. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'm always happy to, and I'll, uh, uh, try to keep it on the radar for next time. If y'all need a, y'all need somebody to fill in for a second. I was, I was just busy getting my rear end beat by guys. 10 or 15 years younger than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be very sore as usual, but it's always worth it. The, the dopamine and all that, it, it's its own reward. And I don't think anybody's ever uh, regretted going to a class or, or doing a workout. So always keep that reward. I've got a, I've got a thing written on my, uh, my, my board, my, my core board in my gym that says, uh, remember the sensa- sensation of success. And that I use to motivate me through anything difficult. I like that. Well, um, just one announcement before we wrap up and say who we all are and where people can find us. We are losing a couple of members from Fireside Freedom. Um, Amy Dingman and... uh, Buddy. Buddy, yes. Buddy also said um, life was, or other things in life were taking precedence over continuing on with the show for the moment. So both of them have resigned, at least for the time being. So for future, I'm not sure exactly where all this is going to go, but it, it'll, it'll be interesting. It'll still be fun. Um, but before we wrap up, where can people find out more about you guys and uh, connect with you? One minute, please. Go ahead, Letty. Or Carrie, you can go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing the homestead consulting thing, um, strongroutsresources.com. I also do installations, uh, uh, you know, the food forest variety, the permaculture variety, genetic stuff, whatever you want to call it that. And I'm pretty much operating within about 250 miles of Knoxville, Tennessee. And uh, now and again, if you look at the Facebook or Instagram pages, I'll have photos up of what I want to but for the most part I'm I'm you know up to my elbows and in, in labor but uh I'm thinking of I need to submit my application I hate that we're losing Letty and Buddy but uh, I might want to submit an application get on here and, and talk with my friends about stuff yeah there you go we'll have to we'll have to work that out <laughs> Letty where can people find you uh, you can find me at liberty libertyallday.home.blog it's a blog podcast get some songs every once in a while um it will be going dormant probably for the next six weeks or so while i uh get closer to having this baby and then once it's evicted so (laughs) i i will still be on fireside freedom here but um i'm not sure i'll probably just be doing like maybe one episode a month we'll see how everything goes once the second little one has been added to the family Mm -hmm. But uh, I'll still be doing some work on the on the back backside back side, back end of things, um, and then you can also find me at backwoodsconsulting.com, which is my new uh, virtual assistant 
slash parliamentarian side hustle that I've started. And of course, now, right before I have a baby, everything, every, people are like reaching out to me left and right to, <laughs> to come work oh, for them. Trying to overwhelm you. <laughs> so yeah. the, the, those are the two places. And I'm Letty Lou on, I think, like all the social, the alternate socials, because I don't do Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> Yep, I'm Ken. Uh, you can find me at the Constructive Liberty Podcast, and starting on Monday of next week, also Solopreneur Radio, which is a new podcast geared for solopreneurs. So if, if you're a solopreneur, somebody's got a side hustle, solo business, any of that, and you'd like to come on the show and share your story, hit me up, and I can give you send you an application where you can uh, come on the show. So. Constructive Liberty Podcast, Solopreneur Radio. Those are the two places you can find me. And with that, y'all have a great night. Thanks. Good to talk to you both. <laughs>